time for the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle with one L and me, Curtis Pope. Michelle, it's uh, that time of the week again, our favorite time of the week. My favorite time and your favorite time. <laughs> Absolutely. And hopefully all the listeners' favorite time, too. And, of course, one of the things we always start off with is the hot topic, but not today because today's that special week where we talk about the market snapshot. So what do you got for us? So October brings slight bump to sales for the Fraser Valley. Some people don't know this, but the Fraser Valley housing market saw slight increases in both total transactions and overall inventory this month after sales hit their lowest point for the year in September. So while slight, this is the first time since May that sales have actually been on the upswing. We're beneath typical activity levels for this time of year, but it's good to see that buyers and sellers are still finding success this season. And this week was actually really, really good. I, I noticed on my listings, um, many offers. We're in a much better spot in terms of overall inventory compared to this time last year. And attached inventory in particular has been and seen notable gains, doubling year over year for townhouses and nearly tripling for apartments. I have a buyer right now looking for, for a condo apartment, and it's very, very hard because they've gone up so, so much. For the Fraser Valley region, the average number of days to sell both an apartment and townhouse in October was 31, and single family detached homes remained on the market for an average of 39 days before selling. So something to uh, look out for if you're going to list your home to know how many days on the market you should expect it to sell and be uh, mindful of price points and within those days. So there. And then Langley, and specifically, I wanted to mention that average prices are right now for detached homes a staggering $1 million $54,000. That is 0.5% less than it was last year, but it's 2.2% higher than it was in September. And for townhouses in Langley, 562000 which is 0.1% higher than last year, and actually down, funny enough, in Langley, 3.9% from last month. And for townhouse or sorry, condos is four hundred and seven thousand, which is actually uh, pretty good, thirteen point seven percent higher than last year, but down point seven percent from last month. And actually, Abbotsford is eight hundred and twelve thousand for the benchmark price of a detached home, up four point two percent from last year, and up point two percent from last month. Townhouses are at four hundred and three thousand, up sixteen point seven percent still from last year, but down only one percent from the month before. And condos three hundred and thirty thousand, which is up nineteen point one percent, and down one point two percent from last month. And emission average price for detached home is six hundred and ninety five thousand, up five point three percent from last year, and up point five percent from last month. And for townhouses emission, it's 476000 up 12.3% from last year, and up 6.1% from last month. And for apartments in mission, 276000 up 7.7% from last year, but down 18.1% from last month. So very interesting stats that just came out. Excellent. Week. Now, if people want to get more of those kind of stats from you, of course, they could contact you and you'd have them all for you. Absolutely. Every month I can send them automatically to anybody who wants. You can just email me at mcummins at remax.net or go on to michellecummins.ca. All right. Well, we have our special guest this week. Why don't you do the big introduction for us? So this week we have Nino from Grand Pacific Homes here. 
Thank you so much for coming, Nino. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I really wanted you here because a passive housing is the topic because build smarter, better, um, overall, the savings, the quality of life. And it's so unique. Everyone I talk to about passive homes, they think, what's a passive home? So uh, I wanted to bring you on uh, specifically to explain what passive housing is because you're an actual certified passive house builder and you built the first ever is it enterfit enter enter sorry Interfit Interfit home in canada designated passive house yeah building. yeah that's Exciting. amazing that's yeah, in um, north van and that's in north van yes perfect can and you I didn't know it was happening until i went to register it and then i went onto their website and registered it and i didn't notice anything else out there and i'm like well i phoned germany going something's wrong with this it's and they're like no you're the first i'm like yay that is so, so that, excellent that was a bonus <laughs> Yeah, so what Passive House is, um, what it's not is a brand name, uh, but a construction concept that can be applied by anyone that has stood the test of practice. Uh, the building standard that is truly energy efficient, comfortable, affordable, and e ecological at the same time. And it's more than just a low energy building. Um, you can save up to 90% compared to the typical building stock that's out there and 75% compared to average new builds. That's impressive stats. Yes. That is very impressive. Yeah. A lot of savings there, a lot of energy savings. So what's the difference in cost from building an average home to building passive? So uh, five, six years ago when, when I started, uh, I'd say it was maybe uh, 10 to 15% more because there were not as many products available that had passed the passive certified standard. But now... Uh, many companies have certified their products through the association and the prices have come down. So it's a, a mere 5 to 10% more to build to that standard than your normal uh, building code building. And overall, what are your savings after a few years and what? what well, it's more, it, I, I think it's more than the savings. Yes, there's a, there's a cost uh, and there's an energy savings. I think it's good for the environment, of course. But I think it's, it has to do with comfort and how you live in the passive home. I think that's where the focus should be. You know, yes, you save, you, you, you uh, enjoy the energy savings and the cost benefits. Um, but I think more so how you live in it is paramount. So what is a passive house? What's the difference yeah. between? So, well, it started, it started by um, uh, Dr. Feist. He was a physicist in Austria. And in 1991, he had that question, uh, can we build a house that doesn't have a furnace and doesn't need air conditioning? And can we make it comfortable? So he went about looking at the, the house and saying, okay, well, what are, what are the elements that are necessary that I have to look at in order to achieve this goal? And first he looked at insulation. So you take the building... And you add the appropriate amount of insulation under the slab, on the walls, in and out, and on the roof. And, uh, of course, you take your geographical location because, obviously, in Nineveh, it's going to be a lot colder in the winter yeah. than it is in Vancouver or in Germany. And that's where the first one was built. It was in Germany. Um, so that he looked at insulation. Then he looked at um, air tightness. And, of course, we know that homes aren't built uh, these days. They're not built with that in mind. or Well, they will be. But right now they're not. And uh, making it super airtight so you don't get the heat loss. That was the step two. And then he looked at um, uh, windows. Well, um, yeah, windows were um, what, how thick the, those windows are, how many 
planes of uh, glass was necessary to achieve the 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 uh, how do I say the, uh, the efficiency? The, or, thank you. The yeah. efficiency necessary um, uh, to achieve his goal, and uh, and also taking that with the window and the the location of the home on the lot and where it was in relation to the sun because you're using the sun's energy to help you heat your home. So those he, he put those factors into it. And then he looked at um, a thermal bridging. And thermal bridging is if you could picture a road going through your home and the heat that can be lost traveling through that road. Well, in, in Vancouver, in your typical stock home, we have many thermal bridges. It's almost like a highway of heat loss going out your home. So he looked at the thermal bridging and tried to minimize the amount of, uh, of, of materials that would transfer heat from the inside of your home to the outside. So then he looked at that and then he took a, a HRV unit, which is a heat um, recovery ventilation unit. And what that does is it provides the inside of your house with fresh air without letting the heat out. And how it does that is it pushes about 90 CFM worth of air throughout your house 24-7. So you put all those elements together and then uh, and, and he came up with the passive house. And you have like the perfect temperature at all times, whether it's winter or summer. All times. So, so yeah, people say, well, how do you heat your home, right? Well, um, it's important to, to remember that a passive home uses 90% less, less energy. So it doesn't take much to heat that home. So you use things like your body heat, the sun, the amount of rays coming in through the windows from the sun, household appliances, your TV, um, you know, light bulbs. Your all, own body heat. Right, on body heat. All those things help uh, uh, to heat your home. And, um, yeah, and of course you get your energy savings from that. Now, is there any incentive savings, rebates, things like that for people who are thinking about building passive I, I think I'm not too familiar on all the uh, what is available right now, but I know that um, is it uh, BC Hydro and the gas company do have rebates out there, and they do promote. And we're going to uh, have them on a energy future efficiency. show. And yes, and it's always changing. They, they yeah. they're always adding and changing up their rebates. So it's a good thing to look into. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to take a break here pretty quick here, and then we can come back and talk more about passive homes because it's fascinating. I mean, our house is passive aggressive, but that's because my wife. God, I hope she's listening right now. Uh, but, uh, Nino, if people want more information about your company, what's the, uh, what's the address for your website? Uh, GrandPacificHomes.com. <laughs> I always like to put you on the spot, Jeez. .com or .ca. Which one is it? Which one is it? I do that all the time, too. I <laughs> and I say our website 100 times a day on the I internet. I sure once hope in a while. it's .com. You know what? If, they, if it doesn't work at .com, do .ca. And if that doesn't work, do .org. We'll find it one way or the other. I've and, got a couple different sites. <laughs> and Michelle, what's, uh, what's your website again uh, for people? MichelleCummins.ca. And on there, I do have a 30-second clip of uh, what is a passive house in 30 seconds. Perfect. All right. We'll be right Perfect. back with more with Nino and Michelle right after this. All right, we are back with segment two here of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope, and we have this week's special guest, Nino. Now, Nino, what can you do to make your house, I guess, not more passive, but more energy efficient so you have less of a footprint? What can people do? What are the little things? Well, I think uh, uh, the little things, 80% of your heat goes out your windows. So if you could pay attention to your windows, uh, triple pane would be nice. That's coming out and it's becoming very cost effective now. But even double pane is good. And make sure that you, it's sealed around each window. Uh, seal around your uh, outlets. 
and uh, any uh, penetrations you have coming through your home. Add another layer of insulation in your attic if you can. That always helps. Uh, Even adding some exterior insulation uh, below around the foundation of your home if you can. Because you got that exposed concrete from the ground to, you know, where your siding might start or your brick. There's all that exposed concrete. And that's a lot of cold air comes through that stone and into your house. So even, a, you know, a three, four foot uh, layer of insulation. And now they come out with that insulation where it has cement on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And you could just, you know, dig a little bit of dirt, slide that in there. And, uh, you know, something like that. You know, it's R20. You can get R20 of insulation factor before that cold air hits that concrete wall. So something as simple as that. Um, can help. And of course, sealing your doors and stuff. And I imagine even just identifying where the problems are. And it, I mean, yeah. I've identified, I have a mail slot and I <laughs> watch it rattle in the wind in the winter and I know it's costing me money. Yet here we are. I've lived in this house for 10 years and I haven't done anything to fix it. Right. So it's a matter of actually just doing something, right? Yeah. And you don't realize it, but it, it, those little things really do add up at the at the end of the month when you're paying that bill, you know, you could easily go from your two, $300 a month bill down to, you know, 150 or just by doing those little things. So it, it, it pays off for sure. All and right. it's comfort. You know, when we talk about comfort um, in your home, uh, you know, to building to that standard, even doing those little things uh, to your existing home. But when you're, you build and you live in a, in a passive home, um, you, you, have you ever experienced where you, you have a book, you have a little window nook? And you grab your book and you sit by the window and you're reading and you, you feel that cold air coming in from the window. Yes, yes. And you get that mm-hmm. coanda effect where the cold air comes in through your walls and your window and swoops down along the floor. Well, with a passive build, you don't get that. You know, you could sit by, by close to your window with a book and not have to worry about putting a blanket on. It's those, those things that really does change the comfort level in the way you live. And also with... Um, uh, the, the air quality, because all the air is going through your HRV unit and it's filtered, you have you have this filtered clean air uh, coming in f- uh, to each room all day long. So you, you walk into your room and the air temperature is the same from your head to the toe on all floors. And because you have insulation under your slab, you don't worry about cold floors in your basement. Like it really is a different way to live in an environment in your home. And I've lived in all of them, in forced air, gas, electric, wood, wood burning, and nothing compares to the environment that you live in. And that whole filtered air thing, if you've got allergen, like uh, any kind of allergies and stuff, well, because the filter cleans your air all day long, you, you know, your, the, your allergies, you know, 80% of the allergens in the air are removed. Mm. So it's very comfortable. And I think that's paramount for the, you know, that extra 5-10% you you pay to build to that standard. Um, the benefits you receive, you know, are tenfold, I think. Huge benefits. Yeah. And even after about 5 years, you pretty much start saving money. Like you're you're you've yeah. you've just saved the first 5 years living in it and then after that roundabout, uh, sure. you start saving even more. So the that's first right. initial um, higher money you spend like the i have 
It costs, exactly. Yeah, upfront uh, costs are a little bit more. Yeah, so but. like the five lots that we have on Mount Woodside. Okay, so right. Nino is our, our builder, our passive house builder for these lots. And they are for sale right now between 270000 and 300000 And the cost of building a passive house on those lots are around 700000 right? right? You've quoted. So we have uh, Eric Lee is the uh, award-winning architect who built these uh, passive house plans for each and every lot specific. So they're very custom. And like you said, Nino, they're the direction of where they faced the sun, the windows, the orientation of that. Everything was put into play. And so yes. y- you are our ready builder uh, to go. And with, with those ones, if you put like one uh, solar panel on the roof, you could also be completely off grid, correct? Right. Well, and that's, of course, the goal of BC. Right now we're at step three. We're going to go to step five, which will be net zero. And that's where the home energy that you use is produced on site. And they want to achieve that by 2032. Well, we can already do that today. Mm-hmm. You have to pass through passive to get to net zero. You have to implement all of the passive elements to get there. So why not do that now? Why wait to 23? You don't need the government to tell you to do it. Just do it. Exactly. Right? Take initiative. <laughs> right. Well, it's good for the environment. It's it's good for the, 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 uh, the way you live in your home. I think that's that's very, very important. And is there a passive house home that people can tour and walk through to feel the difference? They do have passive house days. I think you go to passivepedia.org uh, or go to the Passive Canada website, um, the uh, that association, and they do have um, uh, homes that they open up. And I think it's around now, sometime in November. I believe it makes sense because this is the time of year when it's starting to get colder. Yes. You're you're coming out of summer and stuff like that. So now it's like, all right, let's see what it does now. And then probably in the right. summertime too, you're going, all right, let's see how hot it is, right? I mean, I know yeah. in Australia, for example, where the climate's very different than ours, that uh, there is no heat, there is no air conditioning. People rely on 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 the the breezes that are blowing and things like that right. to cool or whatever. I know it can get a little chilly in the winter, but I, I'm sure it's not a passive thing. It's also because electricity is super expensive there. Yeah. But uh, I know that they kind of have a sort of passive model in Australia in a lot of places. But again, it's more about where they are, right? Yeah. And the people, you don't have to, you know, close all your windows up in the summer. Obviously, you want to open your windows up and let the house breathe and, and, and enjoy the fresh air. And if it gets too hot, you shut your windows down. And, you, the, the, you know, when you're designing a passive house, you have to look at the, you know, the windows in the direction of the sun and all that. And then you put the proper shading in. So you take advantage of the sun in the winter and you properly shade your house in the summer so you prevent it from overheating, not too many heat gains. When I started looking into passive housing and what it was, uh, that was about a year ago or a little longer now. And there's this uh, meetup group. I don't know if you know meetup.com. There's this meetup group, Passive House Langley, BC. And Wally Martin and his wife has actually been building a passive house in Murrayville. And uh, they invite people over to this uh, meetup group to learn more about it. And uh, I'm a member and you can find more information on my website for that as well, michellecummins.ca. And uh, yeah, this has been amazing. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what is the next thing that's happening in passive house community in Canada? Like, it, it, what what's coming up? What's on the horizon? Well, I, I don't. I, I think that well, the Passive Institute is is uh, um, staging some of the like they'll have the you know, like your basic passive home. Then they have your more energy efficient passive. They got different grades and stuff, and they're honing in their their um, uh, their approach to it. Um, they're, they're allowing you, um, um, uh, 
um, how do I say, accepting the energy source that you can achieve within the home, and they're allowing you to apply that to the um, to the uh, uh, to the envelope, like to the home when you're designing it. And basically, it's a when you're designing a passive home, yeah, everything's on paper first. So you the thickness of the walls and the home and the location of the house and all that is all put in this software. It's called PHPP software. That it, the software is free, I believe it still is. But the uh, certified passive engineer will will take all the elements of your home, put it down there, and make sure that it passes. So there's different uh, goals that the institute is allowing you to uh, uh, to use to achieve those goals. But for 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 BC, I think just having um, uh, realizing the the energy efficiency. Uh, from passive builds and the fact that we're going to this new step code and we want to go to net zero by 32, uh, that has inspired a lot of people to get on board. Do you find a lot of people are building passive? It's starting to become more it, more popular, yeah. but no, it wasn't a couple of years ago. And I think a lot of people have to educate themselves because if they want to come out and build a house and if the builder that they choose isn't familiar with it or isn't certified or they won't promote it. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the to the owner to to search for that type of home or builder to help them build that that home. That's where and you come there. in, and that's where I come in. Yes, now, those are some resources people can maybe look into if they want to find out more about passive homes before they say they contact you. If they want yeah. to just look into it, what could they do? Yeah, passive passivepedia dot org. I think it's a really good site, and it's got actually a ninety second clip. On a ninety second clip on on what it's all about, really rudimentary but perfect for to help you understand the philosophy, and it's got lots of information about the, the envelope and stuff like that. And of course, from there you can go to the uh, Passive Canada website stuff. It's got lots of links. It has been fascinating learning about passive housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a very yeah. interesting uh, topic because it's obviously something that's going to become more and more of a of yeah. a of a constant thing here and become the, ne- the probably the next standard. I would imagine. Well, it, it will be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. By twenty thirty two, you know, there all the homes will be you know self sustained. Imagine that. It'd be amazing, right? <laughs> I think so. All right, Nino, well, let's give your website another plug since we were a little bit confused about the address okay. before and we gave out several. What's your website address now that we know okay. the right one? It is grandpacifichomes.com, and that's grand with an E. All right. Okay. And Michelle, while we're at it, let's give uh, your website again if people want to see what listings you have and uh, some of the resources you have. MichelleCummins.ca.